Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. I am Ethan. I'm here with a special guest host today. You, remember, you may remember him from last season as he filled in for Kemper a couple times. He is the Iron Man to my Spider-Man, the Tony Stark to my Peter Parker. When's, when's our next step? When's our next retreat? You know, like... What, next mission? Yeah, yeah, the mission, the missions. We'll call you. Well, did you have my numbers? No, I mean, we'll call you. Like, someone will call you. Oh. All right? From your team. Okay. That's not a hug. I'm just grabbing the door for you. We're not, we're not there yet. Bye. One Jason Thurston. What's going on, man? Hey, uh, here on the West Coast for a few days and very excited to talk about football. On the West Coast. Okay, so we just had Monday night, the Chargers over there. You just feel in the buzz in L.A.? I mean, everyone loves the Chargers there. Everyone goes to the games. It's just this packed SoFi Stadium. It is weird here. Uh, <laughs> there, are, there are a few fans of the Chargers that I've met in the office this week, but Mostly people are fans of UCLA, USC. No one really cares about the NFL here. Which sucks because, one, they build this like spectacular new stadium. And the Rams obviously win the Super Bowl last year. The Super Bowl parade had like six people. And yeah. the Chargers are supposed to be good. So I can see why they're annoyed with them. It's like that team, It's they have these expectations, these great players, and yet they never are able to make that final push. So I get it from that side. But at the same point, like, come on, just like show up. It's always an away game. For the home teams. Yeah. When you have to go to the silent count at home when you're the Rams, that's crazy. Yeah, that's sad. Because what was it last year when they were playing the 49ers that the Niners fans just kind of decked out the place? It was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It's nuts. Uh, well, thanks, man. We appreciate you uh, coming on, especially from the West Coast. So it's super early there. But as I like to say, when I was talking to you the other day, you said, I don't change to, <laughs> to, to local time. I stay on my East Coast time. So that's a big yep. time commitment. That's big time. Yeah, looking uh, forward to it. So, hey, real quick. So I know last season, you know, we did it. We had you on for a couple episodes. Uh, we were I think we were the Avengers last year. I think I was like Hawkeye. But anyway, I chose Spider-Man and Iron Man today because, you know, they had that connection, that that mentor mentee relationship. And this will be the one time I will let you boast just because, you know, we're obviously in our neighborhood fantasy football league together. So I will let you boast this one time because you beat me in the championship last year. And in our one matchup so far this season, my one loss has come to you. So I'll, I'll give you your 15 seconds. Go right ahead. Here you go well, ahead. as much as I'd like to talk about how I dominated you last year and this year <laughs> in that league, I just took my first L to that. my wife who has not won a game yet. I so, saw that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can't really sit here and say how great I am when my wife just kicked the hell out of me. Thankfully I'm here in a hotel room in right? Los Angeles uh, at versus being at home and having to hear about it. So hopefully by the time I get home Thursday night, she'll have forgotten about it. But I, <laughs> I, I have sent, I've sent no text. I said no congratulatory anything. I, <laughs> I know I'm going to hear about it all day though. That's spectacular. But to your wife's credit, like her team has, is, is actually a really good team. They've just gotten such bad luck in the sense that I feel like everyone who has played her has had their best week. And oh yeah. Just keeps me. So uh, in her defense, her team is not 0 and 5 material. Well, now 1 and 5 material. Um, so right. it's a fair loss to you. It's fair. Yeah, I'll take it. I mean, if I can lose to anybody, it's certainly not going to be you. I'll take it to her. <laughs> that You're by one loss. It's so ridiculous. Like, oh, well, you'll have another. We'll play again. No, we won't. I have the, t yeah. Anyway, moving on. I told you I'd give you your 15 <laughs> seconds. That was your 15 you. seconds. Uh, but then also kind of going back real quick. So I don't know about you. So growing up, I wasn't a huge comic book guy. But I was a huge, like, uh, I always followed the X-Men, the Spider-Man, like all the cartoons and stuff. Because growing up, that was like my heyday, the 90s, the mm -hmm. X-Men, Spider-Man cartoons were the best. 
and nothing has come close to them since. And I know you're a big comic book guy and you kind of instilled that to your kids, right? You guys have a tradition generally got going downtown, picking one up or something. We do. So, you know, I went uh, to the comic book shops with my dad as a kid and right. I'd have my polls and, and I'd go through the long boxes and my kids uh, really struggled to find something they liked to read. And when Vault of Midnight opened at downtown Grand Rapids, I took them there and they have been reading monsters ever since. And it started with comic books and graphic novels and now they just can't stop. But it's kind of reinvigorated my love for comics because I got out of it for a long time. Now I've yeah. got, you know, umpteen log boxes of comics in the house and we go see all the Marvel movies and watch the Disney Plus shows. And yeah, my wife, again, probably doesn't really care to hear about this because she's <laughs> tired of it. But uh, uh, yeah, we we love it. Nice. That's awesome. So yeah, um, so my daughter's into graphic novels now, but not like the comic book one. She's like sixth graders and babysitters club and stuff like that. So I'm hoping I can maybe throw a civil war in there just to kind of see what happens. Uh, yeah. But for me also, when I was growing up, I was big into like the X-Men cards. I would always go into the comic book shops and the, and the sports card shop and get those packs of 94 X-Men Fleer Ultra, like spectacular. And I got the full set. And to this day, it is sitting in my closet in a binder as my retirement fund. So I'm nice. It's going to be worth tens of dollars. Well, like any other retirement fund, it dipped for a long time. But I think during the pandemic, those cards really shot back up in value. Now, I don't know where they sit now that uh, maybe things 12. are starting to, yeah, they, you might be at like 12 or 15. You've probably got much, enough for like lunch at Taco Bell. <laughs> Perfect. I'll take that. I'll take anything I can get at this point. But right. all right. Enough about comic books, enough about reminiscing about your loss. Uh, we'll talk to your maybe we'll get your wife on here next time. That might be a better interview for tomorrow for Thursday. So we'll you get, get the bleep button ready. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we've got to go into some week six. So we did have some semi-big injury news coming up. Uh, Marquise Brown for the Cardinals, obviously their big acquisition, especially in the absence of DeAndre Hopkins. He went down with what looked what they're saying is a pretty serious foot injury. So I mean surprisingly to me he's been tearing it up down there i didn't think he'd be doing this well so that's kind of a big blow for them and then did you see the trade they just made yesterday though yeah you know credit to them for capitalizing on the dysfunction of the oh carolina panthers right i mean when when robbie anderson who's probably your first or second best option other than christian mccaffrey gets kicked off the field for wanting to be on the field and you give him away for, you know, a bag of balls. I mean, good on Arizona for going and grabbing him. I think I mean, he will be a nice compliment for when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, too. Yes. So uh, I really think Robbie Anderson's now going to be a relevant guy once again, because you can say what you will about uh, Kyler. I think that he knows how to distribute the ball. I don't know if they know how to win, but he knows how to chuck it around the yard. That's the key. They don't know how to win, but he can he can throw some stats. Like the thing with Robbie Anderson is he had that that his first year in Carolina, he had over a thousand yards, like 80 or 90 receptions. It was a good looking year. I made the mistake of drafting him last season based off that year, and he did absolutely nothing. And then obviously he's, Carolina's just a dumpster fire right now. So everyone's gonna be oh, yeah. getting coached off that team. It'd be interesting to see if they start listening for Christian McCaffrey offers, but We'll see. Uh, other think, uh, hang on one second. Where do you yeah. think Christian McCaffrey should end up? Like from a fantasy perspective, where do you think makes the most sense for him? From a fantasy perspective or from an NFL perspective? For uh, fantasy. That's what we're here to talk about, right? Right. Uh, I mean, what would be spectacular is he went to Buffalo. Fantasy-wise, oh, that would yeah. be absurd because yeah. you have the, already have that high-powered, you know, in-the-air offense. You get that running game. I mean, Devin Singletary – He's okay, but he's okay. He's not going to 
put you over the edge. You get a Christian right. McCaffrey who can be the threat to run it, but then also catch it out the backfield like that. Game over. Buffalo wins the next four Super Bowls if he goes there. Now, my counter to that was, what about the team they just played, Kansas City? Kansas City. I mean, Edwards Alaire has been looking better this year. I mean, he's starting to catch balls out the backfield. But, I mean, you're right. He puts that over the top. Uh, the passing attack, I don't think, is as dangerous as Buffalo. But for a fantasy, for a fantasy perspective, I think, I mean, it would probably be better in Kansas City because he would kind of be more of like a Saquon Barkley where a kind of offense will run through him as opposed to in Buffalo, where it's still going to go through Diggs and potentially Gabe Davis and that and McCaffrey. So right. I, I can see it from a fantasy perspective. Why can I not say fantasy perspective? Uh, you just did. I just did. I did it. Hooray. Uh, yeah, you're right. Probably Kansas City would be a bigger impact there. Okay. Did mean to side, uh, sidetrack us. All right, let's go back. No, that's a good one because that, I have been kind of thinking about who's going to try and poach him. It's going to be one of those top contenders, so it'll be interesting to see if he goes. Um we're going back to some injuries. Dak says he's coming back. He's going to be playing your Lions in week seven. Um, is that good or bad? I mean, they were looking good with Cooper Rush. I was talking with Kemper that it was just kind of interesting. Once Cooper Rush came in, you know, CeeDee Lamb has kind of been a disappointment from the second half of last season through, you know, the beginning of this one when Dak was playing. But when Cooper came in, you know, one of the big things I was saying, he's going to go to his guy. He's going to go to the top talent on the field because, you know, he's the backup. He's not really expected to be too much. So why not just force feed your man? And that's exactly what happened. And obviously they went five and one with or four and one with him as a starter. Uh, what do you think about Dak coming back? Is that going to change CD Lamb? So first off, I'd like to give some credit to the Chippewas quarterback Cooper Rush. I'd like to see him play in Detroit, but you know, <laughs> you can start Dak. Dak will probably get knocked out by the third quarter and we'll see Cooper anyway. Uh okay. you know, someone's gonna like smash their thumb on on their helmet and his thumb's gonna fall off and that sleep number bed he sleeps in isn't gonna help it. So <laughs> uh I, I think he will play and I think if he doesn't get hurt, he'll probably torch us. I, I would expect Michael Gallup to have a big day too. And for okay. those that stashed Michael Gallup at the beginning of the season, we're able to get him off of the Kemper. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, hopefully Michael Gallup will continue to be strong because I have him on a couple of my teams. There you go. Okay. Uh, and then kind of on the flip side. So here we have poor wide receiver play, but the one that was kind of doing something for Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb goes down with a high ankle sprain. I mean, things just keep getting worse for the Packers. Their offense is looking terrible. Is someone going to finally step up? I mean, freaking Rob Tun Bob Tunyon had 12 targets last game. You're uh, not winning that way. You know, <laughs> it, it, he's got, uh, he being Rodgers, has got to lean on these young guys. And I, I think Dobbs looks like a solid guy when given the opportunity. Uh, but, you know, the coverage bear. You get rid of uh, Devontae Adams, uh, you're not going to be as good. And now they're paying the price for it, right? Yeah. And, and again, it goes back to Rodgers wanting all the money. And I, I don't begrudge anybody for taking as much cash as you can get, especially right. in a league where you get this not knocked out of you every week. But, but, he but just can't you know, there's only, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. So uh, that's why they had to go young at receiver. And now he's got to develop these guys. And, yeah. you know, him not being there in the offseason uh, to work with these guys, you know, again, it goes back to Rodgers. So. We'll see, but I'd like to see Dobbs uh, pick it up. I think he looks like. Do you think the, he the will be the guy? There. That's who I. That's who. If I'm picking a guy up there, that's him. Okay. Uh, moving to another quarterback in Pittsburgh, who thought that the Bucks were going to lose to this team, especially when Kenny Pickett goes down. Now I know when you think, "Oh God, our hopes are dashed" when Kenny Pickett gets a concussion, but uh, no one saw this game coming. But he'll be out no. for a little bit, at least through the protocols. But when you have a backup like Mitch Trubisky, I guess it's okay. 
Um, well, you know, he's like the, I mean, backup pseudo, I don't know what you want to call him. You know, he started, he went on the bench for like two seconds in a second, right. and now he's back. But again, this goes back to, to Brady going, you know, to hit the Robert Kraft's party the night before and not going, you know, again, not showing up for work. And yeah. the Tampa Bay Bucks realize that they lost when their quarterback is in that practice. Practice yeah. matters, people. I mean, don't listen to Allen Iverson. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? We're talking about practice, man. <laughs> We're talking about practice. That's right. So your boy, Brady, is shirking his responsibilities to his team, and then you go and let a guy like Mitch Trubisky beat you. Right. Uh, we'll kind of get into that, but I think what was so disappointing was the defense, too, just living up those long drives, especially at the end of the game, but we'll get back to that in a second. Sure. Uh, another quarterback, a stud, Carson Wentz, out four to six weeks with a fractured finger. Honestly, I think it's better that Taylor Heineke's coming in. It's Heineke time. Watch out. <laughs> like, It's more of a exciting kind of play. I mean, I think Jeff Bezos owes us all millions of dollars for having to watch <laughs> Bears commanders. So uh, the fact that Carson Wentz is out four to six weeks just adds to another crap show that is a Washington season. So let me stop you there a second. Uh, you know, I did not think much of Carson Wentz, and I don't think much of the Thursday night games. But what I did see in that Thursday night game, Carson Wentz laying Roquan Smith the F out on a crackback block. <laughs> I, I loved that. That's football to me when you see a linebacker gets – and it doesn't have any relevance in fantasy whatsoever. No. But but I thought Carson Wentz showed he's like a real quarterback going and, and knocking out one of the top ten linebackers in the league. Yeah. Taylor Heineke can't do that. If Roquan no. Smith hits him, Taylor Heineke is a dead man. And then <laughs> I don't know who you have behind Heineke. But, um, uh, you know, to your point, though, I think out. Heineke from a fantasy perspective will be probably more interesting. They've got a couple of weapons in. You know, they got thing. Dotson and they've got uh, uh, Lauren and Brian Robinson. Yeah, exactly right. So it might be fun to watch, but like I said, I never was a big Carson Wentz fan until I endured that Thursday night game. And that was the only thing I took out of it was him destroying Roquan Smith. So next time we got to see you in your Carson Wentz jersey. Uh, I mean, they're going to be real cheap. Yeah. And then uh, in Baltimore, J.K. Dobbins left, uh, misses second half again with his knee. They're going to test it this week, see if he can go. I mean, that thing is their running back room is just a mash unit. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how he, how long he's going to be out, who's going to be the guy there. Um, is it Kenyon Drake? We'll talk about that kind of in, in notable performances. So those are kind of the biggest injuries this week. Uh, it's really been kind of rough this season already through six weeks how many big time players have been out um yeah it's just bizarre but as you said that's football that's football. That's right. uh all right now I'm just kind of going to go through a, a couple big time performances that happened this past week so obviously the big game that everyone was waiting for was the bills chiefs uh and the two quarterbacks lived up to it you know it wasn't probably as high scoring as we all thought it was going to be but still in the mid to high 20s i mean it's that's still a great game and uh, I mean, Allen, 329 yards and three touchdowns. Mahomes had 338 and two, although he did have those two interceptions, one late, which kind of sealed the oh, game. Oh, that killed it. Yeah. What'd you, I mean, are they 1A, 1B? I mean, in the league, what do you think? Yeah. No, I, I think it's Buffalo and everybody else. I don't think that you can call Kansas City 1A because I guess I was going defense is, oh, no. quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. Even then, you know, I would say Josh Allen's number one. You know, you go back to what we talked about earlier. Josh Allen was was kind of a, a shaky quarterback until you gave him weapons, right? Yeah. You took the the weapon out of Minnesota and you sent it to Buffalo, and Josh Allen looks really good. You give him good targets, he's going to be great. And that's you know kind of what we we're talking about, Aaron Rodgers. You take away his good target, he's less great. 
So I think Josh Allen is awesome. And, uh, you know, I took in a, in a league earlier, I was deciding between him and Herbert, who I still like quite a bit, Right. but now it's, it's, uh, it's no debate, man. It's Josh Allen all the way. And everybody else is two and beyond. Do you think he's coming into first round territory next season? If he stays healthy and they continue to keep the weapons around him, you know, if these Gabe Davises and all these McKenzie guys, if they continue to stick around, you can keep the, the, that core together. And look, if you go back to, if you get a Christian McCaffrey, right. Right, think, then yes, of course. Yeah. Okay. Uh, another stud quarterback, Joe Burrow, finally kind of rounding into form. Obviously week one was just like, Holy God, but he's finally coming back 300 yards, three passing and then one on the ground. Uh, Crazy enough, he's QB5 on the season. I think people kind of forgot about him, the fact that the Bengals have been struggling. Obviously, he struggled week one immensely, but he's QB5. I mean, are you on the Burrow train or what? I love Joe Burrow. The problem is they don't put cameras in Cincinnati, so no one watches any games there because they don't have the internet. They don't have electricity. No one watches anything in Cincinnati. So when he goes away, that's when you get to see him, right? When you go down to New Orleans and he lights them up, you're like, oh, yeah, Joe Burrow's in the league. He's awesome. I mean, that guy plays great. I love his attitude. Uh, I don't like the fact he's a Bengal. I think that, you know, something bad will happen to that kid just because he's in ACL. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And yet he's still bounced back from that. He's still amazing. But yeah. but I, I think that that ownership is notoriously cheap. Like, they'll sign him to a contract, but then they'll get rid of all his targets. And, you know, his line stinks. And oh, I, I get concerned about that guy, you know, behind that line. They, they put some pieces around it, but, you know, he's got – you know, one of the top three wide receiver teams and mixing behind him too. So from a fantasy perspective, now I can't say the word, uh, from a fantasy perspective, uh, if you can keep him upright, he's going to win you championships. If you have it, that guy's great. What do you have? Four touchdowns, three in the air, one on the ground last week. Yeah. So real quick, after the Super Bowl loss last season, people were starting to get nervous and comparing him to a Dan Marino, which again, hall of fame quarterback, one of the best of all time, but, could never get back to that big game. So real quick, do you think Cincinnati has the ability to do so if they keep this core? No, because like I go back to the owner. I think the owner's trash, and I think that he'll uh, he'll somehow find a way to screw it up. Fair. All right. Uh, well, switching from a young gun to an old man, Matt Ryan is back. <laughs> he threw for 389 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, granted, he didn't have a Jonathan Taylor, so he had to throw it 58 times. Uh, I mean, since I know you're an avid fold in the cheese listener, you know, Matt Ryan was my guy last season just to follow him throughout. Uh, I think granted there was no Jonathan Taylor and the running game was trash. They didn't even have Naheem Hines. So he had to throw it that many times. I still think this is the Matt Ryan they were hoping for. Granted, he's not going to throw for three and nine and three every game, but like, I think he's second in the league in passing behind Josh Allen. What I'm happy about, too, is I have Pittman in a couple of leagues, and it was nice to see a Pittman resurgence. But, you know, I I think Matt Ryan is eventually going to be like a governor or like a president, uh, you know. But right now, he's just a rickety old man. I I remember that picture of Len Dawson in the Super Bowl where he's sitting in a chair smoking a cigarette at halftime. That's kind of what I picture Matt Ryan doing right now in that locker room, like, who are these guys? Where's Julio Jones? You know, just turning into an old man, smoking a cigarette. Like, all right, I'll go back out there. But uh, I, I like him a lot. But again, you know, he's he's so old. He's held together with duct tape and, and you know, Ben Gay. But, uh, uh, you know, kudos to him. Like I said, I'd like to see him keep slinging it around because I, I want to see Pittman do well. But 
if you're if you're putting your hopes at Matt Ryan, you're a dead man. Okay, so you're saying you're not putting your hopes on Matt Ryan. Got it. No, I'm not. Uh, sorry about that. your dog. The background noise. He loves Matt Ryan. He's actually his nickname <laughs> is Ember Matty Ice. Ember Ice. So clearly he's got ice in his veins, barking at some squirrel. So listeners, we apologize. But uh, so kind of moving on to the wide receivers. Jamar Chase. Is this his breakout game? Man, I hope so. I like that guy quite a lot. I'm in a league where it's a, a an auction draft, and I spent the most money on Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Oh, I want to say Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Shit, I just did it. Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase. And uh, I've been waiting for this. And I hope this is a sign of good things to come because that guy's a monster. Yeah, I think, you know, he obviously is a massive talent. And he had a good week one, granted, when Burrow stuck. But then he's just kind of been okay. So yeah. I think this is hopefully the one where it's like, yep, he's back. Don't don't forget about me. This is why you drafted me in the first round. So that's right. 7,132, 7,432, like that's pretty good. Uh, oh, granted, yeah. on the 60 yard pass, which he just created himself, but it was really good. Uh, kind of on the same guy, Stefan Diggs, man. Holy crap. We already talked about the Bills 10 for 148, one touchdown. I mean, is there a better duo than Diggs and Davis right now? I mean, I, you could say Chase and Higgins, but I don't know. Yeah. And I I, I think the world that guy, like I said, the, the smartest thing that uh, Buffalo did in the offseason is give that guy more money because he was starting to become a malcontent over Twitter in the offseason. So they just quietly like made sure he's paid. And there he is. He's got 656 or six, six touchdowns on the season. He's yeah. almost got 50 catches already. The guy's awesome. He's good. He is good. Uh, again, got to go. The, the big names showed up this week. So Tyreek Hill, 12 for 177 with Teddy, with Teddy Bridgewater as the quarterback. I mean, two is going to play. Supposedly, you think Tyreek can still do it? Uh, I do. You know, if you've got 700 yards already on the season, I don't like the fact he's only got two touchdowns, but he's got like, you know, 11 catches over 20 yards. The guy is, you know, he is showing no downslide of leaving the best, you know, quarterback he has ever seen. I don't care what he says on a podcast. <laughs> you, you you go from Mahomes to this, this group of quarterbacks in Miami and still, you know, have 50 receptions and 700 yards at this point. I mean, you're awesome. Yeah, true. All right. So two guys I want to kind of go through quickly and maybe we'll talk about them in waivers are Brandon Ake for uh, the Niners. You know, eight, he went for eight for 83 in the two touchdowns of the game for the Niners. He's that lightning in the bottle for them uh, in that loss. And, and Chase Claypool kind of, you know, he went for seven, 96 yards on touchdown. And he was literally that go-to guy on that defining, that game saving drive for the Steelers. You know, these are two guys who, I don't know. I feel like Claypool has been going like this the past couple of years in fantasy-wise. Ake has just been so erratic. Do you trust either of these ones? Would you pick either of these guys up? Uh, I would pick up Claypool over Ayuk uh, only because I, I don't trust Shanahan's offense. You know, he wants to take wide receivers and turn them into running backs, whereas I, I like what Pittsburgh is trying to do. They have a bunch of wide receivers, and they ideally, if they have a quarterback and a line that can protect that quarterback, they want to chuck it all over the yard, right? So yeah. if they can get their offensive line straightened out, I think Claypool would be more relevant. Okay, that's fair. Uh, moving to the running back room, your boy, I know this is kind of your guy last year, Ramondre Stevenson, you know, finally is the full-time back, and he showed why he should be. Uh, 76 yards on the ground with two touchdowns, had four receptions. I mean, this is kind of what Patriots fans are hoping for. I'm currently not just because I had to get Damian Harris. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got the other one. So it's very, I mean, <clears throat> it's a, it's always the tough part in New England is 
Bill Belichick is always going to split the backfield. So it was great to see when Ramondre, Ramondre is really the guy he can carry the load. So, so do you think when Harris comes back, is this still going to be a split backfield or is it Ramondre's to lose or what? I love Stevenson and I particularly love that touchdown link that he got because that just kept uh, a win over our buddy Joe Nolan. And uh, that made me super happy. I also like the fact that Bill Belichick skipped his boss's wedding so he could be sitting down in his basement trying to figure out how to use Stevenson and, you know, beat his former team to get what second all time and wins. Uh, Stevenson is going to be one of those guys that I, I always continue to get. And eventually, you know, they won't sign him and he'll go off to some other team and, you know, become the next Tony Michelle. But for right now, uh, I, I am going to continue to ride him because he, when he's in there, he's great. But to your point, uh, you know, they can pick up a guy off the waivers in three weeks and that guy can be your starting running back. And, uh, you know, you just can't trust Belichick to, to ride out one guy and it's just not going to happen. You're not you're not wrong. He will just kind of pick someone up off the street and say, hey, you're you're a running back now. Um, That's right. I really kind of hope they do stick with one. And unfortunately for me, fantasy wise, I think it should be Ramondre. Uh, he just offers so many more elements because he can catch out the backfield. And it's always good when you make Joe Nolan lose. So boom. that's right. Uh, of course, Christian McCaffrey, not like huge numbers, but it's a great fantasy line. Sixty nine rush yards, seven receptions for eighty nine. And then we talked about where is he going. So we talked about Christian. We don't have to worry about him. All right, but here's a guy I kind of want to mention a little bit, Kenyon Drake. So we talked about J.K. Dobbins going down in Baltimore. They took Kenyon Drake from the Raiders. They picked him up. So he went for 10, 119, and one. And the crazy thing for me is his longest run wasn't longer than, I don't think, 15 yards. So he's kind of chugging it out. Is he kind of the new go-to guy? Are you picking him up? Do you trust it? So I had him at one point in the season and I dropped him. I can't I think I might have uh, got the running back that's you know full of holes in Washington and, and picked him up and dropped Drake. Um, you know, if, if I'm desperate, maybe, but when you've got a running quarterback, uh, I don't trust many of the guys that are going to be behind him. So uh, if, if you're desperate, yeah, pick him up. But, uh, you know, Lamar is the best running back on that team. You're saying Lamar is the best running back on that team? Without question. Yeah, so basically, you're not trusting that running back room is kind of what I'm hearing? Nope, not at all. Okay, fair. And then uh, this was kind of the question mark going into the Jets season in the beginning. You know, Brees Hall, obviously, you drafted him high. You still have Michael Carter. Obviously, in the beginning of the season, it was the Michael Carter show. Now, Brees Hall is the dude. And he had 20 for 116 in a touchdown. I mean, he's a beast, right? He's uh, <laughs> not know, I drafted low on Michael Carter, hoping that, oh, you know, maybe this rookie will be a clown. But, man, Brees Hall is a monster. I watched a little bit of that game on the plane over, and I wasn't listening to it. I was listening to my uh, music on my phone, but the the head, uh, the seat back in front of me had the, the game on. And, you know, as much as I liked what I saw out of Brees Hall, what really surprised me was the Jets' defense. Like, if I'm looking for a defense yeah. to pick up, that Jets' defense is is a terror when you, they made uh, Aaron Rodgers look really old. But Reese Hall is a monster. I think if they can keep him healthy, the Jets, to me, are a lot like what Cincinnati is. Like, I, I don't trust anybody in those teams. I think, you know, something catastrophic will happen because they're just, oh, yeah. you know, you know, bit. But but he looks really good. And, you know, Michael Carter, to me, is now going to be irrelevant if, if Reese yeah. Hall stays healthy. He's done. Well, Zach Finch Wilson, he didn't really have to do too much in that game. Sauce Gardner oh. in the cheese head. Alan Lazard smacked it off his head as they were going through the tunnel. <laughs> it was great. 
Uh, and then kind of finally, our Wake Forest product, granted, he then went to Michigan State. But Kenneth Walker, now he's the lead guy in Seattle. I, th I think everyone was clamoring to pick him up if he wasn't already on the team. And he showed why. 21 for 97 yards and a touchdown. He's going to be good, man. And that's a perfect piece for them in Seattle, even though Geno Smith is your quarterback. Although he is a top 10 fantasy quarterback right now, which is, again, he certainly is. One taking crazy pills. Am I the only one seeing this? Uh, well, Look at what he's got to throw to, though. You've got Lockett and you've got Metcalf, and now with a running game behind you. I mean, no offense. You know, yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm curious what Drew Locke would have done in this. I, you never <laughs> you never know what that guy is going to be. But uh, I did. I mean, to me, those guys were a coin flip, right? Drew Locke and Geno. Like, yeah. they're both terrible. I mean, but, <laughs> you know, and I don't know much about their offensive line, but they're managing to keep him upright. And again, I love DK Metcalf. I think that guy's great. And Kenneth Walker at the beginning of the season when he had that hernia stuff, I he was a big red flag to me. I didn't want to, to risk even like a low-round flyer on him. But now he looks like a monster. Yeah, he does. Um, yikes is all I have to say. I mean, the Seahawks are probably either screwing themselves by not getting a dra good draft pick or just kind of surprising. Maybe they'll make the playoffs. Who knows? It'll be right. It, they'll get um, bounced yeah. in the first round, but but again, to yeah. your point, you know, you you lose out on on what they really need most is a, is a is a good quarterback. But yeah, you know, maybe they'll they'll take a page out of what uh, the Rams did and throw all their draft picks and someone to move up. Yeah, well, they got all the ones from Denver, so just say yeah, exactly. Uh, then real quick through tight ends, Mike Kosicki, Mike Kosicki, he finally had the game that I was hoping for him all season. I was really high on him coming in, like not like on a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick, but you know, ninth, tenth round pick. I thought Kaseki would be a nice fit as tight end with all those different weapons. He could kind of be the safety bound for Tua. Hasn't done that this year. Kind of has been no show. But when Teddy Bridgewater came in, boom, six for 69, two touchdowns. He might be a late kind of waiver wire pickup if you're in that tight end shuffle. Uh, also, Mark Andrews finally showed why he's been, you know, a top two tight end. He's been up and down this season. The Ravens have just been so weird. Sometimes they look unbeatable, but then sometimes they just struggle so bad. And, and he's kind of been riding that roller coaster. And then, as we mentioned real quick, uh, since there are no other options to throw to in Green Bay, Bob Tunyon, 10 for 90. He had 10 catches and 12 targets. So you might want to pick him up if, you know, your tight end's on by, if he's hurt. Who else is he going to oh, throw to, right? Exactly. I, You know, they might be throwing the ball to the backs out of the backfield or something, but uh... – you know, for winning football in Green Bay, that's not how they win. But from a fantasy perspective, yeah, Tanya is relevant. Uh, right. But, you know, it's weird to see Andrews on this list. Andrews arguably is one of the best tight ends in the league. And, yeah. you know, I, I anybody that drafted in was thinking otherwise. And if he's available in any league, like I'm oh, in a four-man league, that guy's, you know, that guy's taken, right? But no, uh, yeah, I'm not saying he's available. He actually just finally had a good game. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, he did. Yeah. And um, I, I think he's, he's awesome. You don't look at him like a – like a Kelsey or a Kittle, but all that guy does is put up numbers. I'm so down on Kittle, man. I used to love that guy, but he is just he. The past couple seasons, he's just disappeared, and he's always banged up. So I'm like, I would not draft him anymore from six round higher. Like I wouldn't. It would have to be after the six round for me if he's there. And yep. I think he was even there this season in either our league or, or my league with Kemper. And I I couldn't do it. I couldn't pull the trigger. I'm like, no, just he disappears and he gets hurt. Oh yeah, I love him. All right, so a couple uh, – you want to go through a couple quick waiver targets? Sure. What do you think, man? You think uh, Trevor Lawrence? You think if he's still around, you're picking him up? 
I like Trevor Lawrence. You know, he's young. He's got a, a head coach now that actually believes in him and understands offensive football. And he's got decent targets. And, uh, you know, I like him more than like a, like a Mariota. I think Mariota, like, you know, he showed one game. I was happy that Mariota threw a ball to Pitts. And yeah. Mariota's got the, you know, the running ability. But, again, do I trust uh, Lawrence more than, than Mariota? It's no question. I, I would take uh, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. I'm just saying, like, if you're on a buy and you got, like, a Trevor Lawrence, Marcus Mariota, I think they're a good plug-and-play if the right matchup is there. And Mariota has only had one game, excuse me, under 17 points. So it's a good fill-in when you got people getting, like, Carson Wentz might have a three-point game, might have a 20-point game, or Matt Ryan yeah. had a couple four-point games. So Mariota's been consistent, not flashy, but consistent. Uh, what are you, back, where, hang on, before we go there, what about putting Heineke on that list? You know, he is a wild card. As you talked about, he does have the weapons. Uh, yeah. Fantasy-wise, he is relevant. Uh, so would you pick him up as a flyer if, if your quarterback was on by? Uh, I would probably take him just uh, – yeah, I think I would. I, I I might take him over Lawrence. I certainly would take him over Mariota just because of the weapon factor. Okay. But, again, roller coaster. But he can blow yeah. up. Oh, yeah. He has shown he can blow up. Uh, what do you think about Deion Jackson as a running back in Indianapolis? I mean, JT is he's banged up. He's probably going to be coming back soon, but you take a flyer on Deion with Naheem Hines also out? I'm looking at him. Yeah, I, I would take him over Drake, absolutely. Over Kenyon Drake. Okay, so oh, you're yeah. not – I mean, obviously you said uh, Lamar is the guy, the running back in Baltimore, but you're not taking a flyer on Kenyon. You'd take Deion over him? Well, again, look at the quarterbacks. Look at Lamar Jackson. Look at Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has moved three feet since that game on Sunday, right? So, uh, you know, he's not a threat to run. He's not a threat to walk. So I would take Jackson <laughs> over Drake. Okay, fair. And then real quick, we talked about both these guys in the, the wide receiver notable performances. Brandon Ayuk and uh, Chase Claypool. Which one? You said you'd take Claypool. 100%. Okay, picking up Chase Claypool. Got it. All right, so uh, just to give you an update, you know, Kemper and I have our do it bet board. Mike Ryan was my stud last year. He won it for me. Uh, so we do have an update this season. So just so you know, Jason, we're going to throw up the big board here. Uh, okay. This year, I went with, so we did quarterback, running back, wide receiver. I went with Jared Goff. He went with Trevor Lawrence. I went with Josh Jacobs. He went with A.J. Dillon. And I went with <clears throat> Allen Robinson. And he went with T. Higgins. So again, just so you know, these were our, our ranking discrepancies in the preseason. So we wanted to see how they would do. Uh, Jared Goff was on by, so he got me zero points this week. Trevor right. Lawrence had a good game. He had a few, he had a couple rushing, one through the air, so he had 26.9 points, bringing his season total to 116 to Goff's 119. So that's it's really heating up, but 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 Goff did have his bye week, so kind of have a free week in there. Uh, the running back room, Josh Jacobs was on by, so uh, he did not get me anything. And Dylan Mann has just continued to do nothing, so this was probably one of his bigger weeks with nine points. That brings his season total to 55, and uh, Josh Jacobs still has about 99, so it's still a big, big lead there. And then the wide receiver room, Allen Robinson finally had a decent game. Granted, not like blowing up, but he had a touchdown, like five or six receptions. So he got 17 points, and T. Higgins was pretty quiet. Uh, he had 10 points. So T. Higgins has 74 points on the year. Allen Robinson has 40. Six and that 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 touchdown that Robinson had was maybe my favorite touchdown of the week, where he was in the air and spun around like a top. It was really a great great wide receiver play, and I hope that's a sign of good things to come for not only him and for that team because I just don't get it. it. Al Robinson is a great talent, and I don't know if it's 
not figuring out how to use him. Obviously, Stafford had taken a step back this season, but man, that's he's been a huge disappointment for me. I was riding high on him in the preseason, and, and he is not. So, quickly looking at, at our guys, who would you take, Goff or Lawrence? Go. Oh, Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, as a, as a Lions fan, Goff has a bunch of weapons, but, you know, seeing what Belichick did to him, I mean, he <laughs> just, you know, snipped him. And, Fair. uh, I'm hoping that coming out of the bye, two things like they're going to come back uh, ready to go. And when you get shut out after a loss, that's the team I always want to look out for. So I think they're going to be mad. The other okay. thing is uh, Goff does have Jameson Williams on the horizon, hopefully soon. True. And so he might pick it up. But as of right now, Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Josh Jacobs, Matt Dillon. Or Matt Dillon. <laughs> Matt Dillon all the way. <laughs> Matt Dillon every time. Josh Jacobs or AJ Dillon. <laughs> Uh, Josh Jacobs, he's playing great. I mean, he's yeah. you know he's top five running back right now. He's ridiculous. And then Allen Robinson, T. Higgins. I- I'm going to speculate uh, number one. I-, I think that guy. If oh, you know, yeah, in the long again, run this season, you're taking me with Allen Robinson. Yeah, I absolutely wow. because like I said, they're going into the bye, and then you know the mad scientist McVay is going to tinker around with his lineup, and he's going to try to find a way to get hit balls, whether it's be jet sweeps or something weird. They're going to get that guy more involved because, you know, he showed with that touchdown catch that, you know, he's a talent. You just got to figure out how to get him the ball. All right. You heard it here first. He's on my Allen Robinson train. I like it. Yeah. So, Jason, real quick, as we're going to end this this uh, this episode, I do want to bring back one segment that we did last season, which we have not done yet because we wanted the season to kind of progress a little bit. So we're going to do a little blind resumes. Kemper's oh, going to be boy, I'm terrible at this. He's going to be super jealous. This is the first time this season we've done it. Again, we're going to let things settle a little bit. That's why we jumped in now. Okay. Okay. So here's what going to do. I'm going to give you the stat line for two people in the same position group, and you're going to tell okay. me which one of these guys you would rather have. Okay. Okay. And if you want, you can try and guess who it is. Sure. So wide receiver A. Okay. He has 64 targets, 43 receptions for 485 yards and three touchdowns. That's wide receiver A. Wide receiver B has 63 targets, 39 receptions. 475 yards and four touchdowns who are you taking who you think it is maybe what are you what you doing uh i'm gonna take the guy with 475 and four i okay. think that's i think that's jamar chase so why so you went with the guy with fewer receptions for fewer yards why'd you go with that guy touchdowns and touchdowns. the other guy i think is marquise brown and i think that guy's missing a foot wow you Nailed both of those guys. Yes. A was Hollywood. You're right. And B was Chase. So awesome. well done. Um, I looked, I looked at the stats before because I was curious, you know, and when I looked at those wide receiver stats, you know who's right behind Marquise Brown is Austin Eckler at 41 grass. Wow, that's crazy. I, I mean yeah. Eckler's a receiving monster. Uh so just for comparison, uh Jamar Chase in our league was taken 11th. And uh, Hollywood was taken 66th, mm. but they are right behind each other in the uh, point standings. But again, is that crazy? Hollywood will be out for a little bit. Okay. Wow. You nailed that first one. I hit you. All right. Ah. Running backs. Running back A, 104 carries for 408 yards and five touchdowns with 10 catches for 120 yards and no touchdowns. Running back B, 91 carries for 490 yards three touchdowns, 17 catches, 129 yards, no touchdowns. Who are you taking? I'm taking B. That sounds like the guy we just talked about. Is that Josh Jacobs? 
That is Josh. God damn it. Do you, yes. do you like study? I didn't even tell you we were doing this segment this morning. And you, no. just, you just study this. This is impressive. Yes, that is Josh Jacobs. Do you know who A was? I do not. So keep in mind, these are also, they've played the same amount of games. So Hollywood and Chase played the same amount of games. And Derek Henry and oh. Josh Jacobs have played the same amount okay. of games. So just so you know, you were taking Josh Jacobs over Derek Henry. Just so. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so Josh Jacobs was picked 69th. In our league, well, Derrick Henry, my guy, was pick six. Oh wow, isn't that crazy? Yeah, and again, they're just right next to each other in the in the point standing. All right, now we're going quarterback. Okay, and again, you are trading for whoever quarter, whichever quarterback you pick. All right, okay. quarterback A, fifteen hundred yards, nine touchdowns, two interceptions, twenty six carries for one hundred and twenty five yards and a score. Quarterback B, fourteen sixty yards. Six touchdowns, four interceptions, 38 carries for 233 yards, and two touchdowns. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to take A. I don't know. That second one might be Kyler, but I don't know who the first one is. So I'm going to go A. So you're going A. So the second one was Kyler. That is quarterback B. It was Kyler Murray. So okay. You him, and we have it in writing. You are trading for this quarterback. Oh, shit. One, Geno Smith. Isn't that nuts? Oh my you god! Are taking Geno Smith? That's the so, craziest damn thing I've ever heard. Y'all heard it. Binding contract. Who's your quarterback in our league? Is it Herbert? I believe it is. Let me double okay. check. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna it pick is. up Geno, and you can trade me uh, Herbert for him. There it is. Um, I'll get right on that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So Kyler was picked 77th in our league, which not that high, but he was probably I think he was the fifth or sixth quarterback taken, and okay. then of course Geno Smith undrafted of course he is above kyler that's nuts right so that's what i love about blind resumes because i know i fall victim to it all the time it's the name recognition it's the of course i'm gonna take this guy because it's this guy but people like geno smith josh jacobs and well one-footed hollywood brown are (laughs) so kind of fun but i'm impressed you nailed both wide receivers one running back and one quarterback well done my friend that's impressive thank you well done all right. Well, appreciate it, Jason. Good to have you back. Uh, we recapped all that was week six. Week seven is coming right back up. Uh, we'll kind of go through all the pickums for that in our next episode. But great to have you back. One Tony Stark, one Iron Man. And uh, so until next time, keep on folding. Keep on folding.